play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 273. A lot of good stuff in store. If you couldn't tell by our audios, yes, one more episode by way of Zoom. But you know what? We're, we're powering through. We're making this happen. Moving in next we, week, hopefully. We are sending our sacrifices to the uh, Zoom overlords. Right. That's why we are. That's how we are presenting to you this day. But hopefully next week we will be in the same room together. That's what we're planning on. So you will be getting a clearer rendition, not so digital, as it were, of our episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's get into this show. A lot of great stuff to get to, but that's, uh, that's how we plan every show. Uh, on this show, we're going to talk about uh, a bunch of new stuff, as we do. We'll start back on July 11th for releases that have come out. The Third Rates, ha- they released Middle of the Road on the 11th. G-T-G-E-E-T-E-E. They released Rock Phone EP on the 11th, and I think that is a prelude to an album that should be coming out in August. Then Threer released You Live With What You Create on the 13th. We'll talk more about that shortly. Sunliner. Yes, we will. Yeah, we will. Uh, Sunliner, they released Salad Days, single on Lockjaw Records on the 13th. Cloak Dagger released Temp Life. It's two tracks. On the 13th, Corrupted Youth released a new single called Sombra, and they will be releasing a new EP. That is the first single from it. I don't, maybe that was the release that's supposed to come in August. Either that one or the other one I was just mentioning comes out in August, and the other one's just an upcoming release. I didn't see a date. But that single came out on the 14th. On the 15th, Senses Fail, they released Hell Is In Your Head on Pure Noise Records. I Real released Era Electronica en la Vides Un Mus Discos. On the 15th, Screeching Weasel released The Awful Disclosure of Screeching Weasel. On the 15th, Lemon Law released Royal Tees. Trench Raid released Demo 2022 on Slow Death Records. Grace released Wasteland, which is a single on Upstate Records. Then on the 19th, REO, that's it, not REO Speedwagon, just REO, they released Sombra La Ruinas, which is an EP from Tough Ain't Enough Records. I only saw the one single on Tough Ain't Enough Records' Bandcamp page, but it was listed as an EP, so there might be more tracks to check out if you go check it out. Body Jar putting out a new release on the 20th on Melodic Punk Style. Zanzara put out another new two-track EP. Uh, They had one like 10 days before that, or maybe 15 days, something like that, somewhere earlier in July. And they released this one. It's called Il Morso Che Non Lasia Segni. That's an e- a two-track EP. Then on the 20th, Not Committed, they released two tracks, Leave Me Alone and City at Night on Little Willie. Three DBS Down released a new single called Unconvinced on the 21st. Zimt, or Z-Y-M-T, I'm not sure if that's what it's supposed to be, but Das Privilege Der Misanthropy. Uh, on Spastic Fantastic Records, that's an uh, LP that'll be coming out tomorrow on the 22nd. Suicide Machines, they're split with Coquette, Coquettish. 
called Gibo Gomi. Uh, that'll be out 20 or yeah, 22. It's 20 spelled out, followed by the number two. They are <laughs> releasing Dismissed on Melodic Punk Style on the 22nd. Bastard Squad's releasing Hideaway EP on the 22nd. Glass, G-L-A-A-S, is releasing Qualm on Static Shock Records on the 23rd. Stick to Your Guns is releasing Spectre on the 29th. Funeral Chic is releasing Roman Candle on the 29th. The Gaggers are releasing Shockwave on Wanda Records on the 29th. Rig Time is releasing Reborn on State of Mind Recordings on the 29th. Lawmaker is putting out a split with Haymaker on the 29th. And finally, it looks like Sally Pepper is releasing Factually Correct, which is an EP. I heard one track that they already have. It was, uh, I think, like an acoustic version of a track, but I don't think all of it is going to be that. But that's on Horn and Hoof Records. I will mention Knock Off is supposed to be putting out Side by Side. I don't have a date. It could be released during that window. Eric, what do you have to add? I got a couple to <clears throat> to add. Uh, on the 11th, Real Horror Show, they released their uh, single in the form of a music video called Rat Race. If you guys haven't seen it yet, I strongly recommend that you do. It's a lot of fun. Sort of, if you don't remember, I described it as like Evil D, Evil Dead meets D&D. Nice. Yeah. So uh, check that out. I'm going to be playing that song in uh, in due time. I mean, it really needs to be heard. It's great. Awesome. Uh, uh, the band uh, on the 15th, the band The Lousy, released their EP, Shut Up, I'm Talking. Um, over here, Snuff Tape on the 18th released a new single called C4. Ooh, boy. Just makes you want to punch a hole through concrete. It is that heavy. Nice. <laughs> uh, let's see, on the 19th, Off of Their Heads released their album Collected. And. And yeah, on the 29th, I cannot express how excited I am. Funeral Sheik's Roman Candle. I cannot wait to listen to that in its entirety. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's all I, that's all I have for the uh, new releases. Um, I will be reiterating some of the uh, ones that I had... Uh, uh, ones that I had promoted, if you want to call it that, from back in June and earlier this month. But I will be playing them in the coming episodes because they're good and they need to be heard. Awesome. Well, we'll yeah. look forward to that. What do you have for us on this show for new music? Let's get into some music. Well, for new music. Also, I got to say, uh, the pretty uh, notoriously tight-lipped Blood Clot is once again teasing new music. They even have their whole new lineup uh, announced. Wow. That's great. So yeah, I'm pretty excited to see where it's uh, where it's going to be. Really, when it's going to be coming out? Like I said, there was that teaser track, the uh, protect the robots or save the robots, robot protection. I can't remember what it was, but it did have robot in the title. Something with robots. Yeah, something with robots, and you can listen to that on uh, YouTube. Even though it came out a year ago, allegedly. <laughs> But, they are, but yeah, John the on the Instagram they are they are saying we got a new album coming out. I go okay, you're pretty uh, mysterious as far as when it's going to come out. So I, in a way, I kind of admire that, just cool. kind of uh, building the hype around it. Right. Yeah. And on that note, uh, hopefully they deliver. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. 
So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about uh, music that is actually released and is new. Let's do and, yeah. and the one that I'm going to be talking about is my friends in Run Into the Sun. Hi, Dan. It's nice to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Run Into the Sun. They released an EP last year that is pretty damn awesome, if I do say so myself. It's just a few songs, and they're relatively short, but... They really, they really make an impact, and it's good that those songs are short because, hey, you know, more variety and less time. That's great. Yep, and yeah, they have an album that I don't want to say it's an album. It's a single called "Love Slash Pain," and that came out at the first of this month, that being July, and. It is literally the songs are literally one is just called "Love" and the other is called "Pain." slash barracuda and that is the one i wanted to be uh playing this was the this was the teaser track you know that was released as like a hey here's half of this single <laughs> one song and it's a great one it's got the it's got the speed and agility of a classic hardcore song and it's got the the melody of what you would hear in a uh, uh in a song by verse or modern life is war. Those uh, those kind of angsty, melodic, and just sort of a really misanthropic style of hardcore, and that's kind of what Run into the Sun is. They have this, uh, yeah, they have songs that are about the demeaning um, elements of our of our feelings, of our inside, <laughs> and. And just basically, basically lyrics that pertain to the old adage, I'm hurting. Okay. And this is what I'm doing about it. And that's basically what love and pain is. Love is uh, sort of a pick-me-up track saying, you know, you got to learn to love yourself as well as uh, loving others. And pain slash barracuda is just like, this is what I'm doing as a result. I am fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. I've uh, gone on long enough that it goes past the uh, length of this song. So let's actually listen to it. This is Pain from Run Into the Sun.
Yep. I love how it just starts off fast. It just goes into that, uh, that chunky part and has those, uh, yeah, has that rallying cries. Like I wouldn't turn back time. Yeah. And I just love that. I just love that chant that just leads into the breakdown, the Barracuda. It's awesome. And then, then it courses back around and ends with the fast part again. I'm like, yep, that's, uh, that's the hardcore that I know. And I love, and I love running to the sun as it is, but now I love you guys even more. <laughs> it's good stuff. When uh, are they playing any shows anytime soon? Not of which I know. Okay. They've uh, we'll be on the lookout Dan's for them. Other band, uh, Dan's other band, Milk Money, has been staying pretty busy. Actually, they just got interviewed for uh, uh, not next month. Yeah, next month's Slug Localized. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that'd be something that's something to really check out. Also, Sid, my uh, my drummer for Anonymous, her other band, uh, Frick, is opening up for them on that show. So. So, yeah, a lot of uh, people are uh, staying busy in their multiple bands. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. But no, run into the sun. I'm looking at the uh, uh, the list of shows that I have, and I'm not seeing any that are coming up anytime soon at least within the next couple of weeks okay well uh i know that whenever they do we will be mentioning it oh you're damn right we will <laughs> <laughs> and i've been being pretty consistent with uh shows that are coming up posting on the slc hardcore page and whatnot so yeah i'm i'm doing my best here fellas and honestly i think my best is enough there you go Keep up the best. That's all we can ask. Uh, let's do some more music. Let's do some more music here. Uh, Nothing's gonna happen. Bring you down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the next track that we're gonna play is a band coming at us from South Korea, uh, by way of Matt. Matt, thank you for sharing this with us. Not his band, but he's friends with this band. We've played Matt's other bands or. Bands that he's in, not other bands. Because again, I'm not implying Matt's in this band. He's not. Uh, Matt <laughs> is in 18 Fevers and Gummyo. We've played both of those bands. Gummyo no longer playing, but 18 Fevers is his new band. But he reached out and said, "Hey, he's a friend of mine. They just put out something new. You should check it out. We're checking it out." Uh, the band is called Sweet Gasoline. They just released Youth 808, which is an EP, and they just did that June 17th. So just a little over a month ago. And we're going to check out a track from it. It's called Homecoming. So, Matt, thank you for sharing it with us. And let's all check it out. Sweet Gasoline.
Homecoming. That was Sweet Gasoline. There's some uh, skate punk-ish elements and so forth there for you. Oh, yeah. I was hearing a lot of... uh, Yeah, that was the first thing that came to my mind was like, this is some old 90s fat wreck epitaph type music. And if you are aware of their catalog from that, uh, you know, 30 some odd years ago, it sounded pretty much identical to this. (laughs) Yet this track is brand new. Yeah, skate punk never dies. (laughs) That's right. Uh, We're going to talk more about that when we get to my cover, great cover to cover album. But uh, awesome band. Uh, I dig them. Uh, If you don't understand Korean, well, neither did I. But I still liked it. (laughs) We covered bands from Korea on this show before, and they still, yeah, they still make good music. The language barrier is, uh, language barrier is nice. It's not it's not anything to keep me from listening. Right? We play music all the time from bands from all over the place singing in all varieties of languages out there and that is not the most important part. Uh they did a great job. So go check out Sweet Gasoline that EP Youth 808 has four tracks on it. You've heard one of them. Go check out the other three and I want to thank Matt again for sharing it with us. Next up we're going to play a band from Philly Awesome band, Battalion Zoska, uh, had uh, Pat on the show. God, was it been three years? I think it's already been three years since uh, I've had Pat uh, on the show. It was like right after uh, PRB that year, uh, met him and his wife, and uh, awesome, great people. And ever since, you know, Pat always sending new cool stuff. You should go check out Violated Records. Uh, you, you'll also be able to check out, uh, you know, Battalion Zoska as they will be releasing something new soon. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, if you are interested in checking out the episode we did the interview on, Battalion Zoska interview was on episode 104. Uh, that was June, middle of June of 2019. And that was like, Eric, that was like two episodes before you took over for Chris was or no three three okay maybe it was like four I take it back anyway it was a couple episodes before Eric took over for Chris uh we had Pat on the show played some Battalion Zoska stuff off of their um original or their first album their self-titled album but uh we have definitely played uh other bands that you'll be able to find such as Infant Mortality we played them uh, as well, that you'll be able to find on Violated Records. And just so you know, we will be playing more bands uh, from the said, you know, Violated Records, but other recommendations coming from Pat. But I didn't want to wait. Uh, I think the album's coming out, the new album for Battalion Zoska is coming out soon. I don't want to say specifically when, but it'll be out soon. But they did just release a split with Fatal Blow, Fatal Blow being from the UK. Uh, that split two tracks from each band, and that was released June 28th, so just less than a month ago. And we're going to check out a track from Battalion Zoska on it. And then when you decide you like it, you can go check out the other track and go check out those Fatal Blow tracks as well. So let's get into a track from it. Here we go, Battalion Zoska with Bad Things. Because bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. No one likes us, no one likes us, we don't care No one likes us, no one likes us, we don't care 
definitely looking forward to the album coming out. I dig that music. No one likes us. We don't care. Eric, what'd you think? I gotta say that they were uh, sounding sounded roughly similar to uh, Rancid. Oh, mostly because like uh, mostly in the vocals. Like uh, you know how in Rancid, Tim, Lars, and Matt they trade off on vocals. Okay, and. And this one sounded like a hodgepodge of, uh, I guess you could say all three of them, but mostly between Matt and Tim. Just the way that they were, just in the gruff tone and the way that they were enunciating and just kind of going with the, uh, and just kind of going with the uh, rhythmic patterns. Okay. Like, I, uh, yeah, it was kind of, it's kind of hard to explain. It gets a little bit uh, too music theory, <laughs> some language <laughs> on there, but. Uh, but yeah, honestly, the best way I can describe it is that's just what I heard. The first thing I heard, uh, uh, the first thing I thought of when I heard it was rancid. So there you go. Okay. Well, there, there's Eric's thoughts. Uh, I want to thank Pat again, uh, for being on the show and we'll have to have him on again and looking forward to the other stuff, uh, that is heading this way. Check it out, get it on the show. And then, like I said, go check out violated records. Once you check out battalion Zoska and you decide you like it, then you should go check out. Uh, the band Pat was in before that, before this band, uh, Violent Society. Go check them out as well. We played them on the show. Going to have to revisit that as well. So there we go. That is the new stuff. We're going to move on from new stuff to the older, lesser known stuff, but we're not going to go too far from playing new stuff, are we, Eric? No. In fact, we're going from new stuff to... Uh... Also, new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's the way it goes. You get a lot of new stuff. Got to get it out there, right? Yeah, we're going to get it out. And ironically enough, this is the most latest track that came out. This came out on the uh, 17th of July. I, I'm sorry, not the 17th, the 13th of July. Whereas the others, the Sweet Gasoline track, that was the 17th of June. And Zoska was the 28th of June, and even Run Into the Sun was the 1st of July. So this is the most uh, recent. <laughs> We're just keeping the new stuff rolling. Oh, yeah, just kind of rolling backwards, it seems. Honestly, this could have, uh, uh, this track and the Run Into the Sun track, they're interchangeable at most. They came out at roughly the same time, the same city, and they're still, uh, and they're not the same people, not even really the same sound. In fact, this song, I'm kind of making up for the fact that the Run Into the Sun song was, you know, really relatively short, just about a minute and a half. This one is seven minutes. <laughs> it's making up for it. Yeah, making up for it. There's air quotes on that one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I've uh, built it up enough. This is the latest from the band Threer. Yes, Freer. They released their album, Long Awaited, You Live With What You Create. Now, Freer, they've been a band since uh, 2017 and have since released uh, three full-length albums. Uh, the ones off the top of my head, they had uh, Benjamin and Love Lost coming out in uh, 2018 and 2017, respectively. They had one more. I can't remember what it's called, but... If you uh, if you go on any of the streaming platforms or even on their Bandcamp, you cannot find those albums. They are gone, just completely eradicated. And if you have the CDs or if you have them downloaded like I do, then that's the only way you can hear them. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if this was uh, Wolf's way of uh, 
pulling a George Lucas and starting to erase the past. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I can't speak on his behalf, but but Threer has been making some waves in the last uh, in the last few years. Haven't released some demos and some promos of their new stuff, and now all of that stuff has finally come to a head with this album. And I got to tell you, it is it's, it's so menacing. It's so atmospheric. It's got this and that going on. It's got such a progressive edge to it. It's almost uh, straying a little too far to be even considered a hardcore or and or metalcore album. It's kind of like a the best way I can describe it is like if it were a slower converge. Okay. <laughs> a slower and more melodic converge. It's more closely related to a cult leader than uh than anything. And even to their former selves, like the three or stuff that was uh, on the albums that I had just mentioned, they're, you know, they're not as long. I mean, I'm looking at some of them right now. Some of them clock in at a minute and 11 seconds, you know? Okay. Actually, never mind. That is just the intro, but you know, <laughs> the song that follows tongues. This is on the EP love lost. It's a minute and 44 seconds. Well, they're not all operas. No, they're not operas. They still <laughs> have a very straightforward, uh, hardcore approach. You know, songs the the ones that really uh, stood stuck around longest was the song "After Hours." That was about uh, just clocking in at eight seconds under six minutes, so five minutes fifty two seconds. And it was still, they still had the same idea. It's still based in the same. Uh, the same paradigm of this atmospheric, this hardcore metal that is just, it feels like it's telling a story. I guess operatic would be the right way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. In its own way, sort of, uh, sort of theatrical. And you are definitely getting this on, on this album. It is a, it is a lot to digest, you know, I mean that in more, more senses than one. There's a lot of subjects to be held, a lot of lyrics to follow. And it's a long album. <laughs> Like the songs average out to about five, maybe six minutes. Wow. Oh yeah. They're we putting got a, it down. It's a, lot to digest. it's a lot to digest, but trust me, it is worth it. I've listened to it a few times and people are going nuts. People are losing their minds. They're like saying, this is the best thing I've heard this year. This is the best album in a long time coming from SLC hardcore. I'm like, okay. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to, dissuade you from listening to it i've listened to it i'm like this is great this is pretty good music but the people who are like i guess the diehards are just like worshiping at the altar of three <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah i've i'm gonna pay it forward to them right now everybody uh just get really comfortable maybe have some popcorn or something because <laughs> We're in for a long one here. This is their song that I really think uh, best represents them, just kind of gives a digestible uh, sample of what the rest of this album entails, and that is In Place of Silence. Here we go.
Yep. <laughs> Feels like you sat through a whole, uh, I don't know, like a whole feature. <laughs> right? You were saying give you something to digest. You just gave us the whole meal to digest there. <laughs> uh, pretty much. Nah, that, that's the first course. It just feels like a whole meal. <laughs> that, it was good, though. It didn't really seem like seven minutes, to be honest with you. It's, you know, obviously, it didn't seem like three minutes. I'm not saying that. But it didn't seem like a song that was seven minutes. Yeah. And that's how you know a song is good. Like, it's structured very well. It has all of its peaks and valleys. And, you know, it doesn't plateau. It's not on a little straight line where it's just kind of like, like, if you're driving in on a highway in the middle of Nebraska and it's like, it's the same thing you see in every direction, which would be like miles of corn, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, I want to, if you're going to give me a long song, then make me feel like I'm going on a journey, make it worth my while. Right. And rear their new album. Yes. You live with what you create. It is worth your while, at least in my opinion. You do have to set some time aside for it, you know, especially in today's culture where everything is just so digestible and just so sudden everyone needs it now. Right. It's like, I need to get to the end of the album now. It's like, no, just you're kind of missing the point of listening to one if you just can't wait for it to end. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. But three is like, I, I don't look forward to the end. I want to hear. I want to be there. I want to look and feel the journey towards the end. I don't want to fast forward through anything. Right. Yeah. So that's what I got to say about Threer. You guys are fucking killing it. Good job, Wolf, keeping the keeping the dream alive. I know that you've been in scores of bands and other projects, and maybe you still are. I don't know. Well, also doing your, uh, well, also recording bands themselves. Yeah, he he does it all. He's a jack of all trades. That's awesome. Well, good for him. Yeah, he's killing it. He's also trying to get us to record for uh, to record with him in his studio. I'm like, okay, just wait. We still got to get our current drummer up to speed. <laughs> yes, you want to make sure you're ready to roll. Exactly. All right, so. Yep, that's what I got to say about Threer and Wolf, I guess. So, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about your uh, pick for older, less known, and it is older. We it, will say that. It is definitely older. Uh, if you've listened to this show or Punk and Worldwide, I've played the band Stage Bottles at least a couple times, but it's been a while. Uh, they've been a band since 1993, and I'm going to play something off of their first full-length release, which came out in 1995. I definitely wasn't hearing this in 95. Wish I was, but I was a sophomore in high school, and it was less likely, especially being here in Salt Lake City, that I was going to be coming across a cool band like this from Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, definitely not by the way of listening to the terrestrial radio that I was listening to at that point. They were not playing stage bottles because they're just not cool enough to. But... Stage Bottles are awesome. Uh, really cool band. Corruption and Murder is the name of that album that came out way back in 95. They have a lot of releases throughout, you know, 93 till uh, I think they're within the last year or so. Uh, a lot of good stuff. They incorporate the saxophone. Uh, I've played them uh, a couple times just 
on the episode that I did all the saxophone bands over on Punk Punk Worldwide. And I just dig the saxophone. I like the saxophone in punk music. So let's listen to this one and we'll see what you think. From Corruption and Murder from back in 95, stage bottles are going to bring us All You Need Is Hate.
So what do you think of that? Well, you were right. There is a saxophone. <laughs> there sure was. And it was very prevalent throughout that song, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And and yeah, it does it does remind me of when uh that was kind of a uh that was kind of a normal thing to have uh saxophones in punk in punk music. Like probably the two bands I can think of right now are X-ray specs and uh fear. Okay. At least in the one song, New York's all right if you love saxophones. <laughs> right. and, oh, and Fishbow. Fishbow. So they kind of had a ska thing going on, but they still had a saxophone. True. Uh, I played a lot of bands. It's been a few months, but if you look back through Punkadoy Worldwide, I did an episode with nothing but, uh, like every single song had saxophone. A lot of the bands had saxophones in several other songs. Some of the bands just did saxophone, you know, on a particular song or two that I included on there. But either way, uh, a lot of saxophone. Oh, God, it's been even longer than I thought. I I put that episode back out in October of 2021. I thought it was only a few months ago. Uh, I was (laughs) I was wrong Uh, back in October. So it's coming up on a year. But there's about 20 tracks on that episode all featuring saxophones and a variety of sounds when i say a variety of sounds you got shit like no effects mighty mighty Bostones, blitz kid uh even a local favorite of mine here press gang union and then obviously just as you mentioned x-ray specs so uh and several several others stage bottles but a lot of variety of sounds that all were including the saxophone yeah that makes quite a you never realize that do you (laughs) no and it's really cool element i did kick off the show with fears new york's all right if you like saxophones and why wouldn't you kick off uh an episode full of saxophone tracks if you you know without that track like i say i recommend anybody who enjoys the sound of the saxophone go back and check that out you might be able to find some other bands that you didn't realize, uh, and tracks dating all the way back to looks like 1977, all the way to tracks that were new tracks in 2021. Because again, this was October of 2021. All right. Wow. Yes, you learned something new. Uh, yes, a lot of cool I stuff. What you're <laughs> again, stage bottles are from Frankfurt. That was from Corruption and Murder. Go check them out. They have a lot of other stuff saxophone throughout several of their tracks eric we have some great cover to cover albums to get to but before we do did you go to any shows this last week oh boy (laughs) three shows three nights two of which i played wow busy (laughs) oh yeah that's the life of being in two different bands (laughs) (laughs) well tell us about it all right Let's see. Oh, wait, never mind. Four. <laughs> okay. Four. Okay, let's uh, Okay, I'll quit beating around the damn bush here. Here's what we did. So, my main band, Anonymous, we played a show at Black Lung Society. That was with Skullfuck, Thelema, and Tainted Ink. Okay. And yeah, the show itself, it was pretty fun. Skullfuck were a lot of fun. Thelema, I had never heard them. I kept wanting to call them Thelma because that's what I thought the name was. But nope, there is another E in there. Thelema. Okay, Thelema. Yeah. Okay. 
element. So everybody got that? Great. Now, the show itself, it was pretty it was pretty cool. When we got up on stage, and the, yeah, they do have a stage. I mean, four out of five of us were on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Because it was looking a little too cramped up there. We go, nah, I like to move around. I like to run into people that are not my band. <laughs> yeah, that's it's probably nice. Your band appreciates that, I'm sure. Yeah. And we performed pretty well, except for the fact that we didn't have a good surrounding sound. Oh. Yeah. Sid was losing her spot on the drums a lot because she just couldn't hear the guitars. She couldn't hear what was going on. Me, I could hear everything from the band just fine, but I couldn't hear myself. I couldn't hear my own vocals. I had nothing playing back to me, so I had no idea what was going on. And the sound guy knew this. He even came halfway up to the set and like uh, asked me to swap out a mic. So I did. I swapped out my mic for the uh, you know the house mic, and nothing. There was something going on. He was throwing. He threw the mic up all the way on the soundboard, and it wasn't changing a damn thing. So, yeah, we didn't exactly have a great uh, presence as far as sound. And also, he's probably not going to hear this, but DK, I cannot express this enough. What the fuck did you do? To make you forget the entire third of one of our songs. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. For some reason, like uh, our song Between Struggle and Abuse, the last third of it is just this chonky, long-ass breakdown. <clears throat> and he always leads it in. He leads it in, and him and Tyre play off of each other, and then it slams, and it just, uh, you know, it goes from there. Cool. And... When we were reaching that part, that little break where he's supposed to lead it in, he doesn't do anything, and he starts tuning. He starts tuning down, uh, tuning back up to where we're tuning down for the next song that we're about to play. I go up to him like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He tells me he's tuning. I'm like, "You know, you've still got part of the song to play, right?" <laughs> but at that point, we had. But at that point, there was too much of a space in between. I'm just like, "Okay, fuck it. I guess we're not finishing that." That but sounds still, like a rough day. Yeah. It's like you've been playing this song for five years. Five years. And I don't know what came over you that night. Jesus. It's still baffling to me. Okay. But people loved us. Sold a lot of merch that night, which was pretty cool. Okay. And. And yeah, given the circumstances that five other shows were going on that night, I really had no idea it was going to show up. And a lot of people showed up, and I had no idea who they were. So there you go. Cool. A lot of new faces. And and yeah, we, we had fun. One of the guys uh, was talking to us after the show. is like, what are you guys' uh, music? Are you guys like deathcore? I go, that... The, that's what you hear, man. <laughs> I mean, we're influenced by a lot of things. I can attest to this. I'm influenced by a lot of bands that all fucking came into the garbage pile of influence for this song, uh, for these songs, my band. But not one of them is a deathcore band. Like, eh? We have 
metal parts and we have a lot of breakdowns. I guess if that makes us death core, so be it. <laughs> I wouldn't call us that, but whatever. Okay. I just, I just thought that was kind of funny. But <laughs> hey, at least it wasn't at least it wasn't a fucking uh slander as like we're a good hardcore band, but we're a shitty metal band. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that. That was the most backward sense of shit talking I had ever got. <laughs> <laughs> and and also we unveiled our song Vice, the newest rendition, the final evolution of what it is. Okay. And yeah, we did pretty well. It did pretty good the first time. But like I said, Sid was having trouble uh keeping up with the drums on the on account as she couldn't hear the riffs, but for the first outing, it was good. It was pretty good, and we'll just have to try again in, uh, on Saturday. Saturday, playing another show, and even the sound guy said, we're going to have to do like an actual you know, sound check when before you guys go on, because this was pretty ridiculous. At least he was owning up to the fact that he was fucking up. Never had a sound guy done that before. Okay, well. Yeah. Because the sound guys, it's like, it's always your guys' fault. I'm not going to own up to my mistake. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on from there, the uh, 16th, Apathetics had their first real show awesome. up in Ogden. We played with uh, Just For The Record. And Just For The Record, they are awesome. They are such a great band. I am really bummed that they are taking a kind of indefinite hiatus. Who, which band did you just say? Just for the record. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what they're called. Well, and they got a great sound to them. They were, um, what I was saying earlier, that old fat record epitaph sound, a lot of uh, sure. tongue-in-cheek punk music that's really fast and really catchy, really poppy. And, and they had great stage presence. And they were the first to play. And I'm thinking... Wait, wasn't this kind of your guys' show? Shouldn't you be going on last? But yeah, okay. Tough act to, to follow, I will say. <laughs> but we got on and things went off without a hitch. We were fucking great. All those years of uh, playing music together. And yep, it's like we never lost touch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I gotta say it was great back uh, being back on stage with Josh once again, this time with a better band. There you go. And, yeah, and we're still having we're still having fun. It w- it'd be great to play with a uh, you know to a bigger audience, just in the fact that it would bring more oomph, more energy to our sound. It would just be a lot, yeah, you know, a lot more full. We'd be able to get a lot of uh, a lot of leverage that way. Cool. Because I feed off of the crowd. I go about as, if I can match the energy of the crowd, and if they're going crazy, you bet your ass I'm going to be going crazy with you. Yes, that's what we do as performers. Anyway, the next show that I went to, the next show I went to on Sunday, it wasn't a punk show, not by a long shot. It was a hip-hop show. I went to go see Joey Badass before the money. Cool. How was that? It was a lot of fun. You know, I was uh, at that point, I was pretty burnt out 
and I was just so tired and I was really going as like a favor to a friend. I mean, I love Joey badass. I love seeing him live. I'm not too keen on hip hop shows just cause the vibe is weird and the people are weird, but she was, so she was already going and she's like, I really don't want to go by myself. Okay. I'll join you. You know, what's the worst that could happen and the worst that could happen. Nothing, nothing bad happened at all. It was a great show. And, and Joey, he has he has such great stage presence. Like he's very chill hip hop, and he's still getting people moving. He's still having a great time up there. You know he wants to be there, and you know all the people in attendance want to be there. Cool. So, yeah, got nothing nothing but love for Joey before the money. Anyway, that brings us to show number four. This was the show I did last night. That being of the. 20th of July, once again with the Apathetics, our first official Salt Lake City show and our first all ages show for that matter. Awesome. We played in Kamikazes. It's a bar. And the one before that was just for kids. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Played to a bunch of uh, kids and senior citizens. (laughs) So the first show was just for kids. The second show was just for adults. And now the third and first Salt Lake City show is the one for everybody. (laughs) <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and that one we played with uh, uh, with Alpine Loop, who were the uh, who were the red herring of that lineup. They were just like super proggy mathcore type stuff. Like it really sounded close to between the Barry to Me and Coheed and Cambria. That stuff is not my cup of tea. I wasn't too into it, but the dudes they were cool. They were really humble. They were telling us what a great show that we had, and. Yeah, it was kind of fitting to have them close out the night because they sounded nothing like the rest of the lineup. <laughs> yeah, but Alpine Loop, if you uh, if you love that kind of spacey prog rock type stuff, then check them out. They're they're pretty damn good. Cool. I was hanging out backstage with their uh, guitarist, and he was going through the uh, backing tracks and just like uh, shredding these licks, just without just kicking through those strings like it was butter. I'm like, man, jealous. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a good guitarist. I just know how to play heavy, chunky riffs, and that's about it. Uh, But let's uh, let's get back on track here. We we had a we had a pretty decent show. Fucking uh, Ben's. uh, I think it was his ride. No, it was his crash symbol. The stand just came down right on top of his drum set halfway through a song. So I was like, oh shit! Everybody scramble. Get to, get to that stand. <laughs> well, we didn't, but we didn't stop playing. We're just like, oh, we gotta keep going, gotta keep going. It started off a bit rough, like uh, uh, just trouble uh, keeping in tempo and finding out what the drums were doing. But we found our stride, and uh, the show, the rest of it, really fun, really fun times. And as for the touring bands, uh, it was supposed to be Bay Street, Years Down, and Lost Dakota. But Bay Street did not show up. Oh, just no showed? Yeah, no showed. Weird. I mean, I'm sure there was a reason, but honestly, it was kind of a mystery to everybody. People were just like, I don't know why they didn't show up. You know, but I just kind of uh, took that as is, just took it as like, okay, well, there's uh, one less band, whatever. It's a Wednesday night. People are, people got to work in the morning. I mean, both uh, Josh and Tyler, they had to be up at 530 the next morning. 
So, yeah, they couldn't stick around for the whole show. Okay. Yeah, so that was a so that was a thing. But years down, Lost Dakota, they were pretty fucking cool. Lost Dakota just kind of has that old uh, uh, that old school Blink One Eighty Two Green Day type sound, like before they became like uh, the mainstream accolades of which, as we know them today. Okay. So it still had that. It still kind of had that rough and tumble edge to it. Uh, years down, that is more like the uh, the best way I could describe it: the uh, MySpace era of pop punk. You think of bands like uh, uh, Four Years Strong or The Story So Far, just like pop punk with a bit of an edge, kind of post hardcore. If you think about it. All right, that's cool. Yeah. And every single one of those bands, they played a cover song. I had no idea what the song was. <laughs> <laughs> so take that for so take that for what it's worth. But every single band, they were great. They all had they all had great straight stage presence. They were they were just fun to hang out with. They were fun to listen to. Yeah, I got nothing bad to say about them. Except I may not be listening to them in my own time on the on the record because as far as pop punk goes, I have a very discerning taste. I am very selective with the type of pop punk I listen to. And if you've, uh, considering my track record, if you've listened to the stuff that I brought in on this show, anything considered pop punk, you know what I'm listening to. You know what I'm going at. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Anyway, that's my, uh, that's my anecdote for how my weekend went and my last night went. And yeah, stay tuned. This time next week, we will be having yet another round of stories from the pit. Perfect. Well, uh, let's talk about some shows that will be coming up. I'll run down a quick list, and then you add what you've got uh, in no particular order. But over the next week and a half or so, uh, we have, oh, looks, God, you know, see Europe and everywhere else in the world. I know we're weird here in the U.S., uh, the dates, you know, the day comes before the month, and I looked at this wrong. So let me go to the next one because this is like mid-August. Lenny Lashley, he's going over to Europe, in case you're curious, in, in August. But we'll get to those dates as it gets closer to the middle of August. But on July oh. 23rd in Corona, California, $10 cover charge. You can go over to, uh, where is the name of the venue? God, where the fuck's the venue at? Union Barber and Beer Lodge. There we go. Because sometimes on the flyers, hard to find the shit. I can see all the band names. The band you'll get to see is Southpaw, LA's Forgotten, Cheap Shots, and uh, Vinyl Punk DJ Cutthroat will be there. So that is Saturday if you're near Corona, California. Then uh, I talked about this one last week, I believe. Uh, Sunday, July 24th, the New York Hardcore Chronicles and Godfather's Bar proudly presents... Back to the NYHC Roots music series, which features Sub-Zero, Brick by Brick, Kings Never Die, Dead Crew, and Mad Mulligans. That's at the Bowery Electric in New York City, July 24th. And that is a matinee show. It's starting at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So, uh, yes, go enjoy the matinee. I like matinees. We need to bring those back. Uh, when it's classic New York, exactly, exactly. Uh, next, uh, I guess it's about two weeks, Wednesday, October 3rd. Uh, you can go see Reeks, Beton Army, Vis Verres, 
criminal outfit in Castillo in Long Beach, California. Uh, it's 15 bucks. It also says there's going to be a special guest, so even another band. Uh, go check that out. Uh, it's at Supply and Demand, so I guess Supply and Demand is the name of the venue. Not a venue I was familiar with, but uh, a couple of those bands are coming from, I think Reeks is from France, Beton Army, I want to say, is from Montreal in Canada. So definitely get out and check out those bands if you're in that neck of the woods in California. Uh, coming up soon, I'm not going to go over all the details because it would take the rest of what I think we would spend doing the show, but Thursday, August 4th through Sunday, August 7th in Blackpool, it's Rebellion Festival. Uh, I'll probably try to do some episodes featuring some of those bands over on Punkanoi Worldwide, uh, but I do suggest on Saturday the 6th, if you're there, go to the Empress Ballroom and watch Arch Rivals, as that will be the last show that the band Arch Rivals plays. I love that band, so go check them out. Uh, let's see. I keep I keep forgetting that it's the 21st. That's where we're at. So starting today in Juarez, Mexico, the band's down, not out. Drink, fight, thugs, and on the outside. Oh no, that's the name of the record label. On the outside is the record label that's featuring those two bands. They're doing a U.S. West tour, and so they're in Mexico on the 21st, Pomona, California on the 22nd, Oakland, California on the 23rd at Stay Gold. They'll be in Pasadena on the 24th, Las Vegas on the 26th. They'll be here in Salt Lake City on the 27th at House of Blues. They'll be in Denver, Colorado on the 28th, Oklahoma City on the 29th, and in Dallas, Texas on the 30th. So go check out Down Not Out, especially if you're going to be here in Salt Lake City. Again, another big festival, July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. It is the Back to Future uh, Glaubitz Open Air Festival. Uh, so... If you're anywhere in that area, go check it out. A lot of bands from all over the place. It's three-day festival. Uh, the Baboon Show, UK Subs. Uh, those are some of the, the bigger bands. The Local Montadore, uh, Anti-Flag. Those are some of the headliners. You can go check out those bands or go check out Back to the Future Fest and see some of the other bands, because there's so many, a bunch of bands that we've played, but the list's long, it's three days. I'm just putting it out there, it's this weekend, so if you're anywhere near Glaubitz, then you should go check that one out. Uh, Ska by the Shore will be coming up here in a couple weeks, so we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. On this Saturday, talked about this last week, in Atlanta, you can head over to the Star, uh, Star Community Bar, and on uh, this Saturday, you can go see Fatskins, Patriot, Doug and the Slugs, Antagonizers ATL, Adolph and the Piss Ants, Rembler, The Uncouth, who we played last week, Straight Laced. I love that band. Man, I wish I was out there to go check that out. Saturday, it's 40 bucks to go see all of those bands. But uh, I've seen some of them already and awesome lineup there. Uh, on Friday, August 5th, I know it's a little far out, but Yellow Stitches is awesome. Uh, Yellow Stitches, Violent Way, Liberty and Justice, Law of Power, Dry Sockets. They will be playing at First Street Pool and Billiards. Uh, that is in Los Angeles, so I'll, I'll talk more about that one. As it gets closer, then this week, July 23rd, you can go see brand new Lud Ludites. 
which is an anti-tech punk rock commando band from Vermont. <laughs> I got to check this band out. I don't even know that band, but I got to check that band out. Uh, Marianne Toilet and The Runs uh, will be playing, and also Lurking Class. That's the band that I know, but they'll be playing in Montpelier, Vermont. Uh, there's no cover charge. Just head over to Bent Nails Bistro. What's that? Montpellier. That's how I've heard it pronounced. If you want to get all French with it, there you go. Well, that's in the French speaking, the not in, in, close to the French speaking part of Canada. I don't want to call it the French speaking part of the U.S. because that would be leaving out Louisiana. But yes, uh, you could. That's Cajun. Yeah, but it's it's kind of a mixture. So I didn't want to leave them out. But you can go check out Lurking Class there this weekend, along with uh, Brand New Ludites and Marianne Toilet and The Runs. I like that name. That's a that's an interesting name right there. <laughs> and I will just mention the date. Uh, Scott, the Shore Fest, is going to be August 7th. That's in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I'll talk more about that as we get closer. But if you want to do Scott, the Shore, there's a lot of cool Scott bands that will be there. Eric, that's what I have. What do you have to add so we can get back into the tunes? I have a few. Let's see what I got here. Yes, on the 22nd at Kilby Court, there will be the band Backhand with Lane in the Chain and 40 Feet Tall. That'll be $10 over at 7 p.m. Also, further damn south, all the way in Orem, apparently they're doing shows there. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh Nuff Tape will be heading down with Mummy, playing with Primal Aggression and Lich. L-I-C-H. I think it's Lick, Lich, something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. And that'll be on the boardwalk. That is at 138 West, nice, Center Street in Aura. And if you buy your tickets now for the pre-sale, it's uh, $10, but they will be charging $12 at the door. So oh. not too much of a difference, but, you know, just... Less money you got to fork over, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> That'll be starting at 7.30. On the 23rd, there are a couple of shows going on that Saturday. <clears throat> one of which is a birthday show for one Brady Skinner. <clears throat> joining joining the uh, lineup on that will be Fight the Future, Ribbons, Ethereal Hotel, and Peachy Fingernail. Okay. Again, I want to know what the fuck a peachy fingernail is. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I don't know. Fingernails kind of peach colored, I guess. I I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Uh, anyway, that's going to be at the Beehive. It is uh, $10 and starts at 6 p.m. Uh, elsewhere at Black Lung, Boss's daughter from Reno, Nevada, is going to be coming in to Salt Lake. And I'm going to be playing with them with Anonymous. Also on the bill will be Goat Sifter, Suffocator, and Marine Corps. We tried to get NARC on that bill, but uh, they had elsewhere to be. Okay. Something else going on. I don't I don't really know. I think it was a work thing, maybe. But that's okay. We got we got a load of other uh, good homies in that band. I'm actually really so Goat Sifter is on there because they are a riot every time. I love them. Love them. I love them. All right. Anyway, moving on from there, on the 25th, that is going to be, uh, what is that, Monday? or uh, Yeah, it is a Monday. Uh, Menet or Mehenet, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, I, I don't know. I never heard of them up until now. They are a death metal band. They'll be playing with our, 
with our boys in Sac Religion and Recidivist. That'll be at Aces High Saloon, 21 and up. That's going to start at 7. Well, doors are at 7. The show will be starting around 8. And, yeah, going to be $15. Uh, the following day on the 26th, there's a, there's a few to be seen, probably the biggest of which will be Rise Against, coming with the used and senses fail at the complex. That's going to start at 6 p.m., and that is going to be a lofty $50. Half a C note to get into that show. Wow. Yeah, $50. That's uh, not even including all the extra fees. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's a pretty sack lineup. Those are three very established bands, one of which is local to here. I mean, the used, they got, they made their fucking, uh, they're rolling in the Benjamins right now. And they came from Orem, funnily enough. <laughs> then put that together that Orem is going to be coming up a lot in this show. Two times is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Sure is. Yeah. So anyway, if you uh, if you can't afford that, fret not. There are two other shows, not three other shows that are going on. One is going to be at your mama mama's house, the Casa de la Mama, with Generation Decline coming from Washington, and also Azizian Biesner. Okay. Uh, Azizian Pisser. I don't know how to pronounce the first one, but they are coming from the Netherlands. I can't remember the last time we ever had a band from the Netherlands play here. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, I don't even remember off the top of my head any other band from the Netherlands. It's not a it's not a country's scene with which I'm familiar. But hey, gotta start somewhere. Anyway. Also coming in will be sentenced to sentenced to die from Minnesota, and they're going to have Narc Ribbons and Recidivists all playing. Now, how much is that going to cost? Well, whatever money you bring with you, you know, all donation based. Bring some money for the touring bands, and there's, you know, a few on there, right? Uh, so yeah, please uh, do yourselves a favor and make it out to that one. But if you can't, then go check out Callus Dow Boys. I love that. <laughs> that is funny. anyway. Yeah, Callus Dow Boys, along with Portal to the Goddamn Blood Dimension and Derek Christensen. That's Sid's other band that she's playing in. She's playing in three bands right now, including mine. Nice. <laughs> and so yeah, Derek Christensen and Season Pass all will be playing at Liquid Joe's, fourteen dollars for entry and that's going to be at 6 30 p.m and finally on that day at wild pepper pizza and this one's going to be a scorcher it's going to be pillars with all systems fail dysentery and bad mouth that is also another uh, donation based uh, show so give bring some cash for your for the bands bring some cash for the uh for the restaurant get some pizza have a slice have a mosh have some dance have some fun and that's awesome. going to be at 6 p.m. Cool. Okay. Wait a minute. I could be having, uh, I could be mixing up dates because I'm looking on my list there. That show could be on the 26th or it could be on the 29th. Okay. So. We'll go look up the bands, look up the venue or something, right? Yeah. Anybody out be, there? If you want to go to that, confirm the dates. If you're planning on going to the show, people, confirm those dates. I will 
I will uh, get back to you on that one. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll top it off at the end of the show, but and confirm. But for now, keep those two dates in mind. Also on the and two more shows on the twenty seventh. That is next Wednesday. Excuse me. The Bursters from Georgia will be playing at House of Blues with Dysentery, Badmouth, and Youth Group. And that is a cheap show. It's only going to be $5. It's going to be at 7 p.m. And at the Beehive, World's Greatest Dad and Knuckles, Foley, and Hellbrook Drive. That's going to be a nice little pop-punk extravaganza. Once again, at the Beehive, and that'll be $12. So there you go. There's another load of shows to... uh, Mark your calendars for. Well, sweet. We're going to get into our albums real quick. I forgot about TSOLs doing a Pacific Northwest tour. Uh, they're starting July 26th in Bend, Oregon. The 27th, they'll be in Eugene, Portland on the 28th, Tacoma, Washington, 29th, Everett, Washington on the 30th, and Bremerton, Washington on the 31st. So if you're in Oregon, Washington, or drivable distance, Idaho, California, or whatever, and you want to go see TSOL, Go do so. Eric, let's get into those great cover-to-cover albums. What do you have? Oh, what do I have? What do I have? Also, that show is the 26th. The Pillars with All Systems Fail and Dysentery. That is the 26th. Great. Perfect. Clarified. All right. Say what? Oh, I said it's clarified. Yep, it's clarified. Okay, now back to... uh, Back to our regular assigned programming. The <laughs> album that I chose is an oldie. It's an old one. It's going way back to 1977. That was the year that punk broke, allegedly. That's when all the bands were firing on all cylinders. And all these, all this new raw version of rock music was coming out of the, was coming out of the cracks. And we had no idea what to make of it. I'm speaking in the royal we, I guess. No, that's not That's not exact. That is not right. I'm speaking on behalf of those that were there. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. I wasn't there. I discovered these bands some uh, 30 years after their... Uh, yeah, after their introduction to this planet. <laughs> And this band, especially, was introduced to me via the lovely Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. The band is Dead Boys. Oh, yeah, Dead Boys. Dead Boys from Cleveland, Ohio. They were they were a sight to behold. This was music that, like, you think of old-school 70s punk rock. You may think of names like the Ramones or the Pistols or the Clash or whatever. The Dead Boys just kind of existed in their own plane. They were more raw. They were more gruff. They were grittier. They had a sort of attitude about them, and they had a pretty, they had a pretty wild history, to say the least. But their music was reflecting that just sort of raucous personality that was coming from all of them, right? From uh, uh, Steve's vocals, you know, Steve Bators and uh, Gene O'Connor, better known as Cheetah Chrome. And in all of his guitar work. And they had, yeah, they had really, a really great sound. It was like raw rock and roll. It was a raw version of what people were listening to in accordance to punk. And this uh, was kind of like a, 
I kind of see it as a precursor to what became known as hardcore. You know, it's not quite so polished as punk rock, but it's still got that attitude. So, so yeah, you can you can kind of get an, uh, an assessment for what I'm going for, right? In describe yeah, in describing this band, and they have a they have a few albums to their names, but probably the most notable, and I'm. Yeah, I'm just going to say it is the most notable, is Young, Loud, and Snotty. That is what came out in 77 via Sire Records. And what was the first song you hear? You hear Sonic Reducer. That was the first song I ever heard to them, uh, ever heard by them. Thank you, Tony Hawk. And I had, it just took me by storm. I'm like, who are these guys? Who is this guy singing like he's got like he's kind of got a lisp in his mouth. Like he's got too much spit that he has to swallow or spit out. Nice. And this guy, why does he sound so disheveled as well? This guy <laughs> sounds like he's got a bone to pick with everybody who's listening to this. And yeah, it may be their most famous song. It's kind of a, yeah, I think it may be typical to be choosing this one, but Hey, the classics never die. It's, True. This is still a classic song. It's still got that attitude. This was the introduction to many, including myself, to Dead Boys. So, yep, you've heard it a million times, and you're going to hear it a million and one more. Here is Sonic Redusa. Yeah. 
Yeah, even some of those lyrics, they kind of have this uh, serial killer vibe to it. It's like, people out on the street, they don't know who I am. I watch them from my room. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. So, I know what he's getting at. He's just like, you know, it's like dissociating from uh, the society at large. Just like, nah, we're we're not going to go head-to-head with these guys. We're not walking down the street with them. We're walking against them. Against the grain, as it were. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. The Dead Boys had, like, a uh, a pretty unique sound at the time. It's like this... Still, it sounded like music that it's still catchy, but it just sounds like you uh, just picked up a guitar yesterday. And I mean that in the best way possible, because... I mean, you hear the music... And you hear the chords, and they are just of a simple structure. And this was the mid-70s. This is when everyone was still losing their minds over Led Zeppelin and Jimmy Page's 20-minute guitar solos. And people were just, ah, taking, they were just, let it take me, take me to your world. And that's just sort of where uh, punk rock came from. It was just sort of like, on a musical front, just say it, no, fuck it, we're going to stay a little, uh, Closer to Earth, <laughs> right? Right down, right down to just keeping music in its uh, simplest format. That was the idea of what punk rock was—just sort of just trim the fat, as it were. You don't really need more than one one riff half the time, and that's what and that's what the Dead Boys—that's what they did. They put their best foot forward on this album. This, like I said, this is the first track off of their first album. And what was there to follow? Oh, God, a lot. I tell you, this this is the hardest album, at least in recent memory, that I had to choose a second song. I already knew I was going to do Sonic Reducer, but I was at odds with all the remaining tracks <laughs> on there. I really couldn't. I really couldn't figure out what I what I wanted to put on there. Right. Sometimes you just have to pick and just settle. Like, all right, I. If I wait five minutes, I'll probably pick something different. I just got to pick it and be good with it. Oh, yeah. Like, I wanted to, I was thinking, do I go for a more, a slower, more ballady one? Like, uh, not anymore? Or do I just keep that sort of raucous attitude with, like, a ain't nothing to do or high tension wire or the anthemic down in flames where they're actually singing, dead boys, dead boys. Nice. So yeah, I kind of went for something a little in the middle, I guess. Though honestly, it was just kind of like a, it was just kind of like a close your eyes and point 
sort of thing. I was like, <laughs> time's running out. Uh, might as well just uh, choose one. I mean, I'm not going to lose either way because I seriously think every single song on this record is a banger. It right. has its right to be here. You cannot skip a track on this record. It is lovely. Yes. <laughs> so what did I go with? I went with what love is. Yeah, they have some pretty uh they have some pretty uh snotty kind of uh teenage love songs cuz you know these guys were young when they did the when they did this album. I mean punk rock was uh music for the youth. Even more so than what rock and roll was. Rock and roll was growing up. Punk was still very young. So it's like all right. <laughs> we're just kind of reacting to the environment around us and within us. So what love is? Well, that's that's precisely what it is. The lyrics are just like, I want to show you what love is. So, yep, let's listen to it. Song. pretty uh, straight to the point <laughs> right it's like yeah let's just skip the foreplay skip the sweet talking let's just get right to it <laughs> yeah great and if anything that's kind of a that's kind of a kind of a facsimile to their their attitude towards writing the music what i was saying earlier let's just trim the fat let's not <laughs> Beat around the bush was that anything. Let's just get right to what we need to say. Get in, get out, and let people decide what they want to do. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the that's just a sliver 
of the Dead Boys discography. It's not a it's not an expansive one. They only have uh, three full lengths to their names and a and a strain of singles and uh, other EPs. And they have released uh, done some re-releases on this with like uh, bonus tracks on uh, at least on the CD version and the streaming one. Now that I think about it, but the uh, but yeah the the main album. The 10 tracks from Sonic Reducer to Down in Flames. That's a solid, solid record. Also, a little f- something funny. The song Hey Little Girl, which is a cover song. They record, they hit, the recorded version of that on this album was recorded at CBGB's. Oh, cool. That's yep. awesome. Yeah, and that's not even one of theirs. Like I said, it's a cover song from a Syndicate of Sound. Well, uh, what do you do? <laughs> Sometimes uh, they do a good job, and I've never even heard of Syndicate of Sound. Is that a punk band? No, just a pop group. Okay. Well, see, that band that created that song, I would have only heard it because somebody like uh, them covered it. <laughs> Pretty much. That's That information was bestowed upon me today. Oh, well, look at that. <laughs> yep. But still, the idea of like, yeah, we're just going to play a cover song. And not only is it a cover song, but we're putting the live version that was recorded at CBGB's. Why? Because we can. And because it's CBGB's, that place is a, it's a relic at this point. Right. That's awesome. Yep. So there you go. Dead Boys, that was a blast from the past. And you kind of have a, you kind of have a blast from the present. Yes, a blast from the very recent present. See, I'd, I'd have played Gimfist sooner or later just because I really like this album. Uh, Gimfist just put out their new album, Isolation, June 30th, so less than a month ago, and I've listened to it a bunch. Uh, I went back and listened to their last couple albums, like Blood. It came out uh, 2019, and it was a great cover-to-cover album, too. And I just really dig it, and they did a great job. This is a proper full length too. It's a fifteen track full length that they put out. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, they're from Darlington, up in the northeast of UK, and their very first release came out in 2005. So they're 17 years in, still putting out really great music and a lot of good stuff on this album. I had a tough time picking, uh, so I picked one of the shorter songs. Uh, of the release, which is at 132, so it is a little short. I think they only had one or not one, two maybe that were under two minutes. Most of them are uh, where you would expect if you're familiar with the band Gimp Fist in that three plus range. The second one will be. We're going to get into the first one. It's pretty awesome. Ambition. Uh, if you like these, definitely go check out all 15 tracks. You won't be disappointed. It's pretty awesome. I definitely want to get uh, the album on vinyl. When I have the ability to, I think it's on Sunny Bastards Records, uh, they put out a lot of good stuff. Let's get into the first one from Isolation. Here we go with Ambition. I've given you the best years of my life. You've got no drive, no ambition, that's your trouble. You say you like ambition, never make the right decision. Well, I'm talking Shoot me down, set me up, fall over time 
give a fuck. So what do you think of that one? Yeah. Well, talk about straightforward. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, so many punk bands have, uh, so many punks in general have used that term, I don't give a fuck. And yeah, it's still something that holds true to this day. Do punks really give a fuck? Some of them do. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them give too much of a fuck. And it's just like to the point where they are just wound so tight that their assholes would pop tighter than a snare drum. <laughs> it's like, come on, lighten up. <laughs> right. Oh, man, that's a great track, though. Uh, just sets the tone. It's track number one. They just get right into it. The, the theme of the track, obviously, but then just the speed, the the tempo. It's like, yes, let's get right into this. Uh, the second track, Resurrection, I was alluding to this earlier. You were talking about, would you say, Pop Punk's Not Dead or something like that? Well, message in this song is punk doesn't need a resurrection because it isn't dead. And uh, I, I really dig it. It's track number five. It's not quite in the middle, but it's not right at the beginning, I suppose. Like I said, Ambition sets the tone. So many other great tracks. I picked this one over the others just because I like the message. And I agree that it isn't dead. It doesn't need a resurrection. It's going to keep going. So here we go. It's Gimp Fist with Resurrection. <laughs> Every day, you're walking light. I like to 
Gimp Fist Resurrection. That is true. We don't need no resurrection. Yeah, we don't. We just need some uh, defibrillation. Resuscitation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. Uh, definitely uh, coming out of lockdowns. Uh, I think that was uh, a defibrillation there. People got excited to get back into going and seeing shows. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, one would argue that shows still would have gone on despite the circumstances. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. At least there was none that I was uh, seeing. But, you know, when the pandemic really struck and we were in the thick of all the panic, I was in recovery. I couldn't really do anything or go anywhere as it was. So a lot of this stuff fell by the wayside. Right. And, you know, if people would have continued trying to stay locked down or something like that, there would have been people out there that would have been like, no, fuck that. Guess what? We're going to go play shows. If you want to come, do it. If you don't, don't. But that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. But it was pretty pretty hard doing that shit. But, I mean, it's still difficult now, but it's not as challenging. Right. I mean, Jesus. Last week, remember, six shows. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) First world problems, right? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. That, well, I, I definitely recommend going and checking out that album, Isolation. Go check out Gimfist. Go check out all their other albums. Their other albums are really great, too. And uh, I recommend just uh, start with Isolation if you hadn't heard them before and then work your way back. There's a lot to get through. And if you had but you hadn't heard Isolation yet, you won't be disappointed. It is very good. Eric, uh, as per the last episode as well, we're, we're a little long-winded, so let's get uh, into wrapping up the show. What do you got What do you got for us? Well, what have I got for you? The, uh, it's funny that you mentioned uh, last week's episode, whereas all, three out of four of my uh, picks were all local bands. Well, the same is said here. <laughs> Just a different order. However... Yeah, however, whereas last week my non-metal punk rock song was the was the only band that was not local. Here, it's quite the opposite. Well, not quite the opposite. My great cover-to-cover album was not local, whereas my non-punk song is local. Not only local, it's new. Nice. A lot of new yeah. stuff on this episode from you then. Minus the album. <laughs> Minus the album, but yeah. Funny, even though the album from last week's episode was local, it was not new. Same thing with this one. Well, sort of. It's it's not new. It's old. But this song is new. It is not punk rock, though it is written by someone who is a punk rocker and a metalhead and sort of a hardcore kid. They uh, They go all around, and they play with a lot of different bands, including my own. It's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing to say, but it's pretty awesome how interchangeable that this band is. That band is Lane and the Chain. Oh, I could not stop speaking praises for this group led by Courtney Lane. I am I am still taken aback by it. I love the I love the soul this soul coming from the coming from the heart of Courtney. And just her f- amazing piano skills. 
And just how she's able to weave all that together with this otherwise very heavy backdrop, you know, and it's still got elements of rock and roll in there. It's still got elements of funk like their, uh, uh, the drummer, Lindsay, she can, uh, she can really hone in on a billboard style. Like she could be uh, jazzy and doomy and funky all at the same time and really kind of calls for it in what Courtney's presenting with the piano and her vocal and her vocals. Anyway, they have a whole, uh, not exactly an album, an EP, and it's self-titled. You can stream that on the, uh, I don't know where you can stream it. It was kind of hard to track down. But if if and when you do find it, listen to the whole thing. Here is the one that I that I love the most, personally. It's Garbage Day. And it just kind of makes me think of the, uh, uh, what what's his face? It's Garbage Day. <laughs> Isn't that from Chucky? I think it's from Chucky. Could be. Could be. I don't remember yeah. either. I don't, yeah. It's garbage day. But uh, this one I chose because of how, uh, just how Courtney dances up and down the keyboard with this one. You can hear, you can hear it. It almost sounds like a ragtime feel. Almost ragtime. <laughs> Not quite all the way, but it's still, it's still something you can uh, dance to pretty, pretty seamlessly. Pretty Let's see. You're moving serpentine. You move your arms like they are just not like they don't have any bones. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you just flow with it. Here is Garbage Day from Lane in the Chain. It was a long time coming. I'm finally, finally, finally playing it on this show. So here you go, Courtney. This one's for you. Take me out. Hey, it's gone. 
cool. It's garbage day, so let's take you out. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's a nice way to tell somebody, hey, leave. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cool, man. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and not all of her songs, not all of their songs, I should say. It's more than one person, but not all of their songs are, uh, you know, as dancey and as upbeat as that. There are some that get really uh, downtrodden and really lay in on that uh, soulful music where it's, you know, the soul can be dark sometimes. It goes into some really depressive states, but, you know, it's still good music nonetheless. And, yeah, I cannot say enough good things. Courtney Lane and the chain. You guys are a breath of fresh air in this, uh, this cultural wasteland. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a cultural wasteland, but honestly, we don't have very much, uh, music of this caliber around here. Not to which I can, um, yeah, not to which I can remember. I don't know. I don't hang out a lot at keys on main, (laughs) (laughs) but the fact that this type of music is coming from uh, people so young, people of this generation who are as talented as those, uh, this music that was like just bumping and in such high popularity in the sixties, you know? Right. You know, people are still bringing that forward. And I'm just glad that this community, this uh, underground community is reacting to it in a positive light, the way that they are. It's just awesome. That's it's just awesome. awesome. The chain is great. Cool. Good stuff. Yes, it is. Well, let's wrap up the show. Uh, I'm going to play a track from Sugar Ray. And then I'm going to play a quick seconds, uh, you know, just brief seconds of a handful of other tracks. We'll get to why in a moment, but I'm going to get to the track real quick. Uh, Sugar Ray, in case you didn't know, uh, they started in 86. They came from uh, Newport Beach in California. I am playing, you know, new metal-ish type stuff. They were considered at one point an alternative rock crossover type. And you can make up your mind when you hear the music. Uh, they did start as a hardcore band in the 80s. Though their first releases that I saw, and we're going to be playing some of those, came in 95. Uh, they did turn into a funk metal band uh, by their first release, which was in 95. So we'll see what you think. Uh, based on the information I've given, are you familiar with the band Sugar Ray? I'm familiar with the name, but really I knew that they were like a sort of alt-metal group, but I had no idea of their history of being, uh, you know, hardcore. Right, and most people are familiar with their music that came out and their releases from 1999 and newer, which are all kind of like pop and and stuff like that. Uh, You know, more Mm -hmm. pop, maybe pop rock. Uh, I'm only going to be playing stuff that predates that off of their 95 and 97 releases. But uh, the album that I'm going to be playing a track from is actually a soundtrack. So in 95, they released an album called Lemonade and Brownies. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But they also had a track that came out on the Escape from L.A. soundtrack. Yes, the second in the Snake Plissken movies. Uh, Good old Mm -hmm. Kurt Russell. And this track was on it. Uh, I like this one. I like what it kind of demonstrates or shows about the band. So we'll listen to this one in its entirety, and then we'll briefly go over a few just to kind of see the evolution of this band, Sugar Ray. So here you go. This is 10 seconds down off of Escape from L.A. It's Sugar Ray. 
10 seconds down, Sugar Ray. So what'd you think of that one based on what I told you about them since you're not as familiar with the music? Well, I was going to make a reference to uh, Beastie Boys prior to listening to this song because we all know Beastie Boys, how they got made their made their living off of being one of the seminal hip hop groups, especially from the East Coast. Right. But little do people know that they actually started off uh in humble beginnings, playing shows at CBGBs along with hardcore aficionados because they were a hardcore band. And yeah, that's what I'm hearing in uh, these guys. When BC Boys went more, uh, went into hip hop, they still held on to a lot of their punk and metal kind of thrashy roots. And that's what I was hearing in that song that uh, that you play with, the, what was it called? 10, Ten Seconds Down? 10 Seconds Ten? Down, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm hearing where they would, uh, it's like, I was hearing a bit of fake no more, but also was hearing a bit of the, uh, the styles of Madball and, uh, nice. Marauder, those bands that came from the New York hardcore scene, but really took to the groove aspect of it. Nice. I like what you're saying. So we're going to wrap the show up, but before we do, like I said, I'm going to play a few tracks from the first two albums, but I'm only going to play some small, a uh, little bit of segments of a couple tracks, and like it'll be in the middle. Hopefully, it's a good example of those tracks, but I did pick out a couple. Uh, first, we're going to go to the first full-length release from the band Lemonade and Brownies that they put out in 95. It was the same year that that Escape from L.A. came out. Uh, so we're going to check out a track on there. Iron Mike, like I say, it's just going to be kind of in the middle of the tracks to kind of give you an idea of where the tracks went. We're going to play two from each this album and then the next one, but we'll get there. So this one is Iron Mike. We'll see what you think. So it's off to the cell to meet the prison staff. The first thing they do, they want his autograph. And I just laugh because he suffered the wrath. Now the man added time to his liberty path. Said I got to set him free. Said I got to set him free. All right, so that is a little bit of Iron Mike. And like I had mentioned, hardcore band in the 80s, but by the time that first release, they were being described as funk metal. And eventually the band was just considered an alternative rock crossover. A lot of things going on there. What did you think of what you heard there on Iron Mike? That is sounding closer to what I I prelude to as new metal. Okay. I, I would definitely agree, and that's why I say the band is new metal-ish, and some of the bands I'm playing are new metal-ish. I mean, we played Cradle of Thorns, and I think they predate your your actual new metal, but they were what new metal evolved out of, you know, so those kind of sounds. Yeah. All right, so, so that was Iron Mike. We're going to play one more off of that first one, or, you know, a portion of it, and this one's called a Mean Machine. So here's a little bit of Mean Machine off of Lemonade and Brownies. 
All right, so there's a little bit of Mean Machine. What'd you think of that one? Both that one and Iron Mike, both on the same album. Yeah, they sound like they are from the same album. But the yeah, their style is definitely more on the uh, the groove new metal side, not so much about the the speed from the uh, you know from the debut track of this uh, segment. Right. So yeah, it was a. Uh, but yeah, I, talking about the music, the scene from whence they came, you do still hear that sound and that attitude. At least I do when uh, when they were making the sort of traverse into the what was going on in the zeitgeist. Right. And you know what? I love this album, Lemonade and Brownies. Uh, the next album, which we'll get into, is Floored. It came out in 97. It was their second release. I saw them at... The Warp Tour that year, they played the Warp Tour uh, after this album, Floored, came out. And uh, I still think that those two albums very good. They got into more, like I said, more of that pop rock, pop whatever. And, you know, they're getting played on a variety of radio channels and whatever. You know, do what, do what you do. Uh, I'll, I'll talk more about that here in a moment. But uh, as far as pertaining to music and music styles that we play on this show... Uh, I definitely recommend if people haven't check out Lemonade and Brownies. We'll go to Floored. So the first track I'm going to play from Floored, or first portion of the track that I'm going to play from Floored, is called Speed Home, California. And again, we're just going to play uh, a little bit from somewhere in the middle. I think I did all right, giving a pretty good examples of those tracks. We'll see how I do on this one. Here's uh, Speed Home, California. Speed home, California. I think I got a little past where I was trying to get to. Uh, it's going to pick up right here, and so we'll listen to this portion. See you hear me not at all. Said you walk to watch you fall. Bitch, I feel the starting of the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta pick it up. You're gonna be late. Twelve more hours in the sunshine thing. Want to get back? I gotta get back to my house. Sweet home, California. Sweet home, California. Sweet home, California. Sweet home, California. All right, so what'd you think of that one in comparison to the previous tracks? That sounds like heavy bluegrass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's great. All right, so uh, we're going to get into the last tracks. So we can wrap up the show. The track's called Fly with the huge success of this track, and they had a lot of success with this track. I, I can still picture seeing them perform this track live, and I do like it, but it definitely goes a different route. But with the huge success of this particular track, they evolved their sound on all their upcoming albums, and I will will let the song here, Fly, speak for itself. We'll listen to uh, just a little bit of it. So here we go. My mother, she told me so. Oh. 
think that gives you kind of an idea of that track. I mean, that track is four minutes and 52 second track. It's a long track. Uh, if you liked what you heard, go listen to it. But uh, what did you think? What did you think of that track? And then the second question is the evolution from that 10 seconds down th- all the way through that last one. So what do you think? I guess in some weird way, it reminds me of when hardcore bands made the transition to becoming a ska band. Because <laughs> nice. that's, that's what Fly sounded like. It sounded like they're channeling their inner Jamaica. Right? Absolutely. 100% agree. Uh, I'd like the track. It's fun. Uh, overall, what did you think? Because basically from this album, Floored, after it, because most of the tracks on Floored were probably something close to that Speed Home California that we played before this. There's a couple tracks, maybe slower tempo, not nothing quite like Fly, but uh, I think a pretty big change from that 10 seconds down, then we work our way through Lemonade and Brownies, and then into Floored, getting to Fly. And like I said, I'm not getting to all their newer stuff. I, I like it for what it is, but it's really is just like some form of pop rock or whatever. So what did you think from the start to finish on those five tracks? Well, of those five tracks, I would have to say the first three definitely hit me. The eh, They're the ones that uh, fit more to my taste. The, the last two are just kind of like, yeah, this is... Just a little too <laughs> radio for me. <laughs> uh, I agree. That fly is for sure a radio track, and it worked for him because I don't think a lot of people knew, besides if you got the Escape from L.A. soundtrack, I don't think they had a lot of radio popularity, especially in Salt Lake anyway, off of Lemonade and Brownies. But, man, Floored comes out. They got hugely popular, and then they just skyrocketed into pop rock fame from that point uh if you like the first ones go check out that album lemonade and brownies i won't hold us up anymore on sugar ray if you like them that's the segment of sugar ray that i liked the best is that 95 to 97 releases uh but we're gonna wrap up the show you can find us on itunes spotify stitcher youtube music amazon music player fm and slcpunkcast.com and the bands can be found on Instagram at Run Into the Sun HC at Sweet Gasoline underscore Official at Battalion Zoska at Threer UT at Stage Bottles at Dead Boys Official at Gimp underscore Fist at Lane and the Chain at SLC Podcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on my personal Instagram, which would be at Scary Uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Uh, you can find my uh, my band Anonymous on Instagram at Anonymous underscore band official on Facebook at Anonymous SLC and on our band camp at Anonymous SLC dot And you can come see us in person at Black Lung with Goat Sifter, Marine Corps, uh, fucking Christ, Suffocator and Boss's Daughter. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Nice. By my other band, The Apathetics, at The Apathetics, dot SLC on Instagram, and on Facebook at The Apathetics. You can find my podcast on Instagram at LedMelodies underscore podcast, and on Facebook at Led.Melodies.Podcast.SLC. I have just started writing out the format for episode four so it's coming 
Anyway, you can also follow the SLC Hardcore page at SLC Hardcore on Facebook. I am posting videos, uh, not videos, flyers, near daily at this point, sometimes twice a day. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it is. It is cool. It's good to. It's good to uh, just remind people that hey, there is still a scene happening around here, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, those are all the socials. All right, bands are found on Facebook at Run Into the Sun HC, at Sweet Gasoline, at Battalion Zoska, at Three Year UT, at Stage Bottles, at Gim Fist, the shows at SLC Punkcast. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us all the way up to this point. This is the longest episode that Eric and I have done that didn't include an interview. Uh, we were definitely chatty through the middle, but what do you do? Hopefully you enjoyed that. Go check out live shows. Uh, Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Um, any final thoughts? Just keep coming out to shows. Just keep supporting your community. Even though it gets overwhelming sometimes, I know that I feel it. I mean, like I said, the life of being in two separate bands, it kind of takes a toll on you. But in the end, it's all worth it. And it's all worth it because I know this is what I love doing. If I can make this my living, I mean, 12 hours ago, 12 hours ago, I clocked in for work at a job that I like, but I'm not married to it because I know I don't want to be doing it for the rest of my life. Right. Stuff like that. Doing the podcast, doing the music, doing anything surrounding this scene, this lifestyle. How I am feeling right now, what I want to be doing forever. I mean, I'm more than a decade. Entren- I've been entrenched in <laughs> it for more than a decade. So I feel like I'm in it for the long haul. Awesome. I know I'm in it for the long haul. You know, times change, people change, you know, people come and go and, uh, Attitudes may change, but the love is still there. The music is still there. So know your passion. Run with it as far as it will take you. And if it goes with you to the grave, then that's how you know you had a life well lived. That's what I think. Play the fucking outro.